and welcome to episode 194, all about the LEGO Lord of the Rings video game, being the 194th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of Tolkien for the first time, and right now I'm doing anything that I want to, including playing the Lego Lord of the Rings video game. Today I'm joined by Nick of the Tolkien Heads. Welcome, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me, Mary Clay, and I'm excited to talk about Lord of the Rings Legos. Yes, it's it's such a like wonderfully surprising fun part that I get to do, um, especially after like finishing reading the Silmarillion and other stuff. It's like, yay, now I just get to have fun and play a video game and it's silly and I don't have to worry about consequences. <laughs> it's so true. It's like watching getting super nerdy on like your favorite TV series and then you finish the season and you're like, I'm just going to put friends on in the background now. Just something mindless to take a break. Yes, it's great. Uh, Why don't you tell me and the listeners a bit about your uh, background and history with with Tolkien and Lord of the Rings and whatnot? How did you get introduced to it? And um, what is it that the what what are who are the Tolkien heads? Tell us a bit about that as well. Okay, so I'll talk about the Tolkien heads and then go to my own little biography. Um, So Tolkien heads is a podcast I put on with Trip Fuller, who is the host of the Homebrewed Christianity podcast. And um, right before the Rings of Power came out, he just kind of, on Twitter, I didn't really know him that well at that point. He was like, if anybody wants to put on a Tolkien class before the show comes out, I'm down. And I DM'd him and I was like, I hang out with Tolkien scholars, are you serious? So we put together like an intro to Tolkien class. It's also, you know, we kind of did interviews and talked, just nerded out about Tolkien. So that's that's what it is. We're just like an intro to Tolkien class uh, based on his religious upbringing, his interaction with Beowulf, uh, things of that nature. Yeah, I've had some people suggest uh, I've been asking what people want to hear um, now that I've I've done I've covered kind of like the basics of Tolkien now. And so I'm like, what do you guys want me to do? And some people have suggested Beowulf. And I'm like, mm, no, I, I did that uh, in AP English in high school. And that was about as much as I want to dip my toes into the Beowulf waters. <laughs> oh, it's it's a deep well. Like when you talk mm-hmm. to Tolkien scholars, you're like, you know, the scholarship that's been around for, you know, 50 years and they're like 70 years because Tolkien wrote about Beowulf. And I'm like, take it easy. Okay, calm down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what is it that got you into Lord of the Rings? Yeah, so this goes back early before I was unconscious about Tolkien and the whole legendarium. My Nana owned a video rental store back in the late eighties, early nineties and sold her business and had all her VHS tapes. And so I ended up watching the animated Hobbit films when I was a kid because I enjoyed them and had no context for it was connected to Lord of the Rings or anything. So that was my first exposure. And then when I was in fifth grade, the, Return of the King was coming out in theaters. And so my family ended up renting the Fellowship in the Two Towers at Blockbuster. We watched them on repeat. And then we saw the Return of the King um, in theaters and became movie fans of Tolkien. And then it wasn't until college that I actually read The Hobbit through and through The Lord of the Rings and then to The Silmarillion and then became like a super 
Tolkien nerd at that point where I've read the history of Middle Earth and found out there was a Tolkien society. And so been a Tolkien nerd probably my whole life. And then I would say kind of jumped the level to super nerd in, in like 2015. Love it. Yeah. What a, what a pleasant surprise that must be to watch the animated Hobbit movie and then, you know, later learn that this is connected to one of the most expansive fantasy universes ever created <laughs> oh yeah i had my mom actually found like a second grade coloring thing that i did during saint patrick's day and i colored a leprechaun and made his beard blue and named him dwalin and oh like, my god and like had no con <laughs> like i named it from the movie have no memory of it and you know had no idea it would be such a big part of my life that's that's really fantastic. I love it. I have um a special I don't know place in my heart for the anime the, mainly the Rankin and Bass animated films. Those are the more like wholesome ones and then the Lord of the Rings Ralph Bakshi animated one is a totally other thing in and of itself, but I think the animated Hobbit in particular is like a really wonderful uh under underrated adaptation of of Tolkien's that a lot of people don't know about. So what a great thing that you came to it by a a VHS tape from a video store, like things that just do not happen anymore these days. Um, So let's jump into this, this week's levels, I guess, of Lego Lord of the Rings, as opposed to normally I'm doing like chapter reads. This week, we're playing some levels. So first, I have to start off by saying that I think I've already I've gotten so much of this mixed up about like when certain cutscene scenes happen and like is it with this level or this level so uh the way that I was going to open this part this part in the game actually happened like in a previous level so I'm already mixing things up it's fine we're gonna pretend this is how it happened but um we we uh see Aragorn Gimli and Legolas in Fangorn Forest and uh, they believe Saruman is coming for them and they get, you know, prepared to fight. And then out comes the white wizard. Ooh, who could it be? Um, and instead of in the movie, I think he just like do- he like does something with his staff and it just like knocks back all of their weapons and stuff. Um, but he turns Aragorn's sword into a bunch of bananas, which is really great. <laughs> Um, especially given that uh, previously a banana is what killed our dear friend uh, Boromir. And then it's revealed that it is Gandalf, obviously. We we know this. And so the way that the level actually begins now is they are heading off to to Edoras. In Edoras, they... I, I wish they had gone for the gat. This is all. This is all happening in cutscenes, by the way. Um, you're not really playing let yet. Um, there is like a few elements where like you're riding a horse for ten seconds and then it you go into the next level before they enter the I forget what it's called, whatever the throne room. Uh, they ha- you know hand over all your weapons, and I wish they had gone for the gag where one character just like keeps pulling out weapons and I think it would have fit really well for Gimli if like you know Gimli is just put it's like all your weapons and then like he pulls out a knife and and, like at some point a banana and like other ridiculous things I think that would have fit really well here considering it's a Lego game I agree they miss an opportunity especially because like when you're in there and you can like grab drumsticks and fight Rohirrim with drumsticks so 
like like you said, could have been pulling out all the weapons, bananas, drumsticks, and they missed it. They missed it. Yeah. And it would it would have been even funnier because, you know, he's the dwarf and it's like he's the smaller of the characters. Where is he storing all of that stuff? Totally. You know, like would have been really great, but uh, that's okay. So then in the uh, in Theoden's hall, um, you go into a fight sequence where at first I was kind of confused because you have to fight off all the Rohirrim soldiers, but it's kind of like, wait, these are also supposed to be our allies. So I don't want to kill them. So I was trying not to like fight them and just trying to go up to the front where Theoden is and use Gandalf's staff on him. But you have to like fight off all these guys and like kill them. And I'm like, sorry, we just... <laughs> You know, later later on, you know, in Helm's Deep, when they're like desperate for soldiers, like would have really come in handy if I hadn't killed a bunch of them just now. And you have to use their block bodies to make cages, don't you? Like after you like turn them into block pieces, you use their remains to create a cage. Cage, for, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, and then there's also uh, all these items that you can pick up around the room. I didn't realize that. You could use them to f to fight the. I guess. See, now I'm connecting all the dots. What you said about like you can use a drumstick to fight them, um, that makes sense because they just had their weapons taken at the door, so they wouldn't have any weapons. Right. Um. But as I was playing it, I was just going around and picking up all of these like glowing pieces, and I was like, "Am I supposed to like be putting something?" I was so confused. And then like soldiers are coming at me, so it was just a classic situation of like. I didn't truly understand what the goal was of this. I didn't understand like the mechanics of what was happening. I was like, why am I building a cage? I don't know, but I just built it, you know, uh, just just going, just hitting a bunch of buttons and seeing what's happening. What I thought was fun and kind of a reverse of a video game trope is that usually in a level, you know, a fight, you have a villain and they have three hearts and you're trying to knock a heart off. Right. But with this one, Theoden has three empty heart slots. And every time you like use magic on him or whatever, it revives one of the hearts. So I thought that was a fun kind of like reversal of a, of a video game trope. Um, I thought it's a cool interpretation too of like the text, you know, because even in the movies, there's any, I guess in the books too, there's almost like this exorcism happening where it's drawing yeah. out, you know, Saruman. And then the hearts, like you said, it's almost like it happens this way, but it's cool that it focuses on like the restoration of Theoden rather than like the removal of Saruman. It was, that's pretty cool. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. And you just hear every now and then you'll hear, um, uh, cause this, this is one of, I, I still didn't look it up before, but for a while, a lot of the Lego games didn't, they didn't use dialogue from the movies. They would just use like Lego speak. Right. But we have the pleasure of playing these levels and then you have, and then you hear, you know, Sir Christopher Lee being like, Theoden is mine. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> that was one of the coolest things when I was watching the cutscenes and then watching some of the playthroughs because I didn't end up playing it, but I watched a bunch of the a youtuber do it is i was so surprised that it was like audio from the horn mm. of uh helm's deep of helm hammerhand like you said in the dialogue it was just it was really cool i think i'm actually gonna buy the game and like play it through yeah i wish i wish i could tell you where to go to buy this game because it's only available on like 
much older systems now and they haven't uh i think we've talked about this now in every episode about how we just want them to do like a re-release for like the nintendo switch or something like that would be really awesome but i I don't i don't think that will happen but i don't know it could because uh lego has been releasing more lord of the rings like actual lego sets and stuff recently so uh, it could be in the future everyone tweet at lego right now (laughs) wherever you are stop what you're doing and go tweet at lego and say re-release the lego game for switch because how many people honestly still have their wii um i do only because i dug it up from my parents basement so (laughs) Mine's still in the closet, so maybe I need to break it out. Yeah, Theoden has been exactly exercised of the demon Saruman. Um, Eowyn runs over and she like pulls the beard, like it's a beard Lego piece off My favorite gag out of everything. That was my favorite. It's really fun, yeah. Also worth noting, however, that uh, Eowyn does not say any lines at this point. She's doing what I would call the Lego mumbling where she's like, aww. like not actually saying words yet and i'm like what a weird choice for them to not just like insert one of miranda otto's lines from the movies but okay (laughs) it was weird because she really the lego uh uh aon she doesn't speak until helms deep yeah it's a while yeah then cut scenes of theoden and gandalf they're talking you know they're talking about war is coming for them and uh because this is you know this is a a lego game and it's putting all three of the book book slash movies into one video game you know things are going to be very um sped up in terms of like what happens with the plot and everything so immediately they're like let's go to helm's deep so uh on the way to helm's deep gandalf and aragorn are talking and uh gandalf decides that he's going to go off and find eomer and bring them and the rest of the Rohirrim to Helm's Deep. So by Gandalf. Uh, and then we immediately go into the battle with the wargs. And I was kind of surprised because this is a part in the movie where we have some comedic relief moments with Gimli and he's talking about the dwarves and dwarven women and like Eowyn is laughing a bunch at his jokes and stuff. Um, and so this being a Lego game, I was like, oh, they really like cut out a lot of the, you know, what could be like a fun comedic moment. Um, yeah. Considering that like what the I would argue the whole purpose of the Lego video games is to make these like epic stories and movies more suitable for children to enjoy you know (laughs) so then you run around uh as uh aragorn legolas and gimli i would say i most of the time i just end up playing as aragorn until there's like something that i have to do as legolas where like you have to switch over to him to like shoot the target down or something but most of the time i'm playing as aragorn um, and you're riding around on wargs and then you first it's like you defeat three and then like five more jump down and you know so on um, and then finally there's a cutscene kind of showing the the end of the battle Aragorn gets like cornered on a cliff by an orc and he like chops him in half and the top half of the Lego piece like falls off but then his legs the legs like continue chasing him and then they kick Aragorn in the crotch and he falls backward off the cliff. <laughs> that was one of, that was also just so great. And I, and uh, you know, I feel like that's probably part of why they removed 
like the Gimli jokes about uh, women dwarves so they could add like their own gags like that. Mm-hmm. And then of course later when they find out that Aragorn is gone and they find out he tumbles off the cliff, like the, the bottom half of that orc is still by the cliff and Theoden kicks it off into the water. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like how they take the real life mechanics of Legos and put it into the games where totally. like... This is how a Lego person actually works, you know, it, you know, if you were holding one in your hand that like you can separate like the body off of the legs. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how they handle violence, too, because they took out a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff like when uh, at the beginning of the game, when Isildur gets shot with arrows, they make him turn invisible and they just show the arrows and he, the air, you know, the invisible bottle of arrows falls into the water. But then Gimli, when he goes up to that orc, I mean, the top half of the Lego guy crushes him right yeah he yeah he goes up like to interrogate him and is like what did you do with him um and then he jumps on him and then eventually you hear the lego breaking sound effect um which is just it's so it's such a funny thing to signal death (laughs) (laughs) breaking legos yeah 100 because it's what happens you know when you die in a level like you hear that sound effect then we go into helm's deep Eowyn is waiting for them there and she's like this is the first time we do actually hear her speak so at least there's that I was like oh no are we gonna go the whole game and she's just gonna be making like vague mumbling sounds like what's happened it was like Tolkien (laughs) women get a little spotlight Peter Jackson's like even less Legos Lego come on I should mention Arwen at this point non-existent Does she eventually show up in the game? Uh, she, I honestly can't even remember. So she was, yes, we did. You do see her in fellowship when she rescues Frodo okay. and them um, after he's been stabbed. And so you do have that. And then I think like maybe you see her briefly again in Rivendell, but we have not seen her th- since then. Mm. Um, and like technically... To be fair, the Lego games are really trying to progress the plot along. And so they have to cut, they have to, you know, butcher it down to like the bare essentials. And, you know, unfortunately, Arwen is not an essential part of this story. So sad. So yeah, Eowyn's like, what's happened? And uh, Gimli says, he fell. And then kind of like comedic timing too. um, But also absolutely epic. They did the doors scene which is one of the best moments in cinematic history. Aragorn pushing the doors open at Helm's Deep, revealing he's survived. (gasps) No! No! Wait! (laughs) They did the doors! such such a classic moment and they put it into the movie and I was so I was so pleasantly surprised because there have been a lot of moments that have not made the Lego game cut so I'm I'm glad to see that this got adapted I feel like that is like become a meme too that moment Mm -hmm. where he pushes through where it's like simultaneously everyone loves Aragorn he's back Eowyn's happy and then of course Viggo Mortensen is just channeling the hot warrior energy you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like absolute crush. If I could have that poster like on my ceiling without my wife getting jealous, like it would be there. <laughs> um, well, you should ask your wife because she also might want that poster. Very true. There, so, Very true. You know? I need to take that angle. Yeah. Yeah. 
being like, this is a win for everyone. Yeah, this is for both of us, okay? I'm thinking yes. about us. <laughs> Theoden is like, all right, we got to get ready for battle. Um, every, you know, we need every soldier. And then Eowyn pulls out her sword and is like, ah, and then Theoden walks past her and goes like, get the women and children into the caves. And then she goes like, (laughs) and is like really disappointed. Um, I think she, she might've done that like similarly in the warg attack level i can't remember yeah she does but um i like that they're kind of like foreshadowing that like she's going to have this huge moment in battle you know in in return of the king immediate like cut tonight you know it's raining the orcs are coming um theoden is saying you know gimli is trying to explain like the urukai are nothing you've seen before and theoden goes i know how to defend my own keep and next to him aragorn does a face palm (laughs) which is just so uh, just like really conveying like um, a lot of the feelings that I think you have when you're watching this and you're like, no, Theoden, you don't know. <laughs> well, and I think it's funny, too, because Lego, like you said, with this one, they actually get the dialogue from the movies. But I feel like Lego because I played the Star Wars games back in the day and they had to do like a lot of physical humor. And so I yeah. think even in uh, when they go in to um, to the keep with Grimo and Theoden, like when Gandalf keeps his walking stick, he like winks at Aragorn. And then, of course, Aragorn kind of like shakes his head, you know, with a smile. <laughs> yeah, lots of like physical comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Aragorn's like, we need to, you know, send for aid. And Theoden says, but who would come? And then immediately the elves are there. <laughs> um, there's also very little context for this because in uh, I mean, there's very little context if you are playing the Lego game and you have no other... <laughs> idea of lord of the rings because in the lego game they like gloss over rivendell entirely like you have a very brief scene where galadriel they meet galadriel then she's like side-eyeing boromir the whole time and that's basically it and they get um they get some of their gifts but that that's about it so like without that you know like oh yeah we previously met in rivendell we've forged a relationship with you know galadriel and elrond you know it's kind of like how did this happen but okay i guess <laughs> going along with it this is a lego game right it, it's not meant to be like a cinematic masterpiece or super seamless or anything so right. when something cool happens it really like surprises me like like um, like oh wow that was amazing that was super cool so there's this one part where the camera is like panning over the crowd of the orcs and then it continues panning down to behind like the first wall uh, of the keep and it immediately like transitions into the gameplay part and I was like that was cool that was a really cool transition because a lot of times it'll be a cut scene and then it'll cut to black and then it'll load into the gameplay section but this was like it as it was like pant switching you know transitioning from one to the other um I thought that was that was really cool Ooh, that was a smooth transition for a lego game oh Oh, my. Yeah, I I thought there was, like you said, Lego pushing things along to get kids to kind of play games and stuff. But I thought, like you said, there are elements that are kind of impressive. And even like the mountain areas, like the because the game's like, what, 10, 12 years old or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I think even like the the animation for like the rock formations and mountains, like looks pretty solid. 
You know what I mean? And even and it looks really good in Helm's Deep. And then at the beginning, when um, when the last alliance is fighting Sauron, like I was pretty impressed with that whole scene. Like obviously, I'm like going back, but like there were elements where they were redoing these cutscenes from the movies, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's really good for a Lego game. Yeah, and that's also you know the beauty of a Lego game is that it also they don't have to make it that good because it's a Lego game. You know, they're Lego figures. So it doesn't have to be like that detailed or anything. Um, But when they do put in like that little bit of uh, extra effort to be like, let's make this look really good. I think it really pays off. I think too, one of the things that surprised me was like that there are some aspects too that were more in line with like the book than the Peter Jackson movies. Like during the warg battle, like Gandalf just kind of goes and to find Aomer and I think it wasn't exactly like that in the book, but they are fighting people before they get to Helm's Deep. And that's when Gandalf goes to find reinforcements. And I think in the movie, um, oh, when does he leave? Do you remember? It's like it, it's like right after, uh, it, it's pretty soon after they, you know, like cleanse Theoden. Um, and then he just like goes down to the stable, finds Shadowfax, and then is like... <laughs> Bye. That's right. I'll see you in three days. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> who would I would I would not have guessed that the Lego movie would have been like, you know, we're making these changes, and it was more in line with the book than the films. It's kind of surprised. Mm, mm-hmm. So this part of the gameplay in the battle is literally just getting up to the top level of the wall. <laughs> and, and then like it cut scenes into another part of the battle so that's just like the first part of the gameplay is you're just like doing puzzles to climb the wall um not like super impressive but uh, okay then we do get the cut scene of um Gimli not being able to see and Legolas saying shall I describe it to you or fetch you a box absolute classic classic dude <laughs> if there, yeah the best part about the two towers is Gimli and Legolas and mm-hmm. they brought it here for us. Something that I think could have been fun is incorporating their back and forth game of who can, you know, kill more people um, that happens in the in the movie. I, I think that would have been cool to somehow incorporate into the gameplay where like you have to switch off as Gimli and Legolas and then like you have a counter going up in the corner showing like how many orcs you've killed so far as each character that could have been fun oh especially to add it later for like a time challenge or something where you have to like as Gimli beat Legolas or like come back and Legolas beat Gimli or like have like two player option that would have been awesome yeah oh yeah I guess I I should also mention that this game I don't know if all of the Lego games have it but this one uh you can play as two people and you can have someone come over and sync up another Wii remote or something oh right Um, and then play the game together Uh, oh I just I saw a TikTok that it was like the year 2090 and it's like an old person talking to their grandchild and it's like I don't get it if you didn't have if you if your games weren't on the internet back then how did you play with your friends and it's like we had to go over to each other's houses (laughs) and play on the same tv (laughs) man so while we would have like halo land parties in high school and we would each have to bring our xboxes and then link them up so we could play 16 and we'd have four on one screen four on one screen and we'd have four people with four tvs and there were 16 of us kids in 2090 will never know they they will never know yeah 
This part of the gameplay, you're just knocking over various ladders. Um, sometimes you have to be legless and you have to shoot it down. Other times you're Gimli and you have to use his axe to like break it down. This is another one of those, like first it starts out with three and then a next wave comes in and it's five and then it's, you know, six or whatever. Then, uh, not like nothing too hard. Um, not that like I want a video game to be impossible, but I was kind of expecting for the Helm's Deep level to be like kind of hard or for there to be parts where it's like it's impossible and then it just like immediately like cuts into like the next part where you're just failing um because sometimes because as you're playing it you're like all right we knocked down all the ladders and then it's like no just kidding you're still losing the battle (laughs) yeah did you ever play the um like the ps2 original xbox like movie uh video games based like the two towers and the return of the king um i i have not played those um because i i was only recently introduced to to lord of the rings by starting this podcast so i wouldn't have played those games at the time but i do remember that it was it was definitely like a trend in the 2000s that when there was a movie there was a corresponding video game And a lot of the times, I feel like they made those video games impossible. <laughs> yeah. And it was like that, too. There's a Helm's Deep level. that's It's almost structured very similarly to the Lego level, the Helm's Deep Lego level. But yeah, that where you're knocking down ladders and killing orcs and stuff. But I remember it was that it was hard. It was hard. And like you said, this one was definitely more laid back. Yeah. And again, I, I think it's because it's for like, you know, probably like, 10 year olds and and 12 year olds is is the main audience we need to toughen them up we need to toughen them yeah up. <laughs> they don't know the pain so then we have a cut scene of the olympic torch scene and it's in slow-mo it's really great um the orc is running with the torch to the the drain pipe to blow up the wall Legolas is shooting at him. Uh, it's not working. And then Gimli threw. I didn't. I thought it was an anvil at first because that that's a like classic cartoon move, you know, just using like an anvil. Right. But in a playthrough, I think it's pointed out that it was a Batman logo. Oh. And this is because at the time, the next Lego game that was coming out was a Batman game. Oh, so. Cool. This uh, would have been like a fun little if people who are super into the Lego game fandoms were like, "Ooh, what's going to be their next game? Uh, that would have been like a fun little Easter egg for, for them to find. Just like a fun little clue. Then the wall blows up. You play again and you have to get your you have to um, go back up to the keep as you know, everyone's retreating further inside. Sadly, there is no shield surfing moment from Legolas. He just like rides on it like a Mary Poppins umbrella. He kind of just floats down with the shield. Right? Oh, I must have total I must have totally missed that part. Um, but I, I was really keeping an eye out. I thought either it was gonna be in the cutscene or it was gonna be like some new unlocked ability that you could play oh. as Legolas and like shield surf at any point. But no, yeah, no shield surfing. Also, there's surfing ants. So no surfing legolas, but we get surfing yes. ants. Like what the I heck? Know. <laughs> I know, yeah. I guess they have to pick and choose choose their, you know, iconic moments. And it's hard when like the Battle of Helm's Deep is 45 entire minutes of absolutely iconic cinema you know so true so <laughs> it's true. like how do we turn this into one level of a video game 
Then it's a cutscene of barricading the door. Aragorn and Gimli go outside to try and buy them some time. Uh, I think at this point, maybe I'm misremembering or maybe I was just imagining it. But I think at some point there's another Peter Jackson cameo and it looks like he's throwing an Oscar um, to, to fight. And I was like, that's really funny <laughs> next level easter egg callbacks yeah good job lego is that did peter jackson just throw an oscar that's what it looked like that just looked like peter jackson threw an oscar is there a peter jackson cameo in every one of these that's fun because uh, you do see Peter Jackson in Brie. There, it's, just, it's not like a, a action sequence. You're just like walking around explore, exploring Brie. So you easily could have missed him. But he's like sitting on a fence eating a carrot. That is like an actual, you know, cameo in the movies. So I wasn't expecting to see him again. So now I'm going to keep my eye out when we get to the Return of the King part. Because I'm like, oh, maybe they're putting him, you know, as a cameo in each one of the movies. Like he did with his kids, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Peter Jackson cameo. Excellent. Great choice. Um, The fact that it looks like he's throwing an Oscar because famously, you know, Lord of the Rings was at that point the most award winning film uh, at, you know oh, yeah. at the time totally 11 oscars he like melted them all into one giant oscar to defeat yes Uruguay, for a so. weapon <laughs> yeah here's my issue with the toss me scene yeah the entire game we have been tossing gimli it's a game it's a play playable mechanic that there are some times where you have to switch over to aragorn and throw uh, or uh, Legolas or Aragorn, and you have to throw Gimli at an ice block and he has to uh, break it with his axe. And so now we have this scene where he's, you know, uh, he's like, I'm willing to humble myself and let you toss me. And then he goes, don't tell the elf. And I'm like, but I have been throwing you as Legolas multiple points throughout this game. So I would have preferred that you don't, you're not able, this is a moment that like unlocks this ability Mm, in the game that like at this point and then afterwards you are able to throw Gimli. Um, And maybe like in previous sections where you needed to throw Gimli, maybe instead you can only throw one of the hobbits or something, you know, like you can't throw Gimli until he, until Helm's Deep, until he says, toss me. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they make you backtrack later on. It totally, it totally could have been workable, like you said. Total in-game inconsistency. They could have used a great gag, unlockable mm-hmm. ability. Yeah, I like. I yeah, like and that. then you have to go back into you have to go back into levels that you've already done. Now that you've unlocked this ability, you can go back and you know solve these puzzles and you know find Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah, Lego developers give Mary Clay a job. Because she obviously yes. is better at developing the plot and unlocking yes. achievement mechanics than you are. Yes, thank you, thank you. Finally being recognized for my talents uh, 12 years after this game came out. <laughs> or 11 years, I forget. Throw Gimli and then uh, Aragorn jumps over and you fight off the orcs. And then you have to, uh, every now and then you have to swap uh, to Legolas who is up Uh, on top of the wall and is you know fighting stuff back there so that's kind of like a fun element that like you're playing these different areas of the battle 
um, different like, um, you know, I'm not a sports person, but area defense is that what it is i don't know whatever i am also um, a bad sports person so we're just going to be lost in the weeds together great <laughs> eventually you have to climb back up uh to the top where legolas is and then everyone retreats inside the cutscene. they're barricading themselves inside they're pushing a piano in front of the doors Love it. Um, This is another thing that, Lego, you should hire me. Um, I was really hoping for a classic chaotic things happening in the background moment where like Theoden and Aragorn are having this serious conversation and Aragorn's like, ride for Rohan and you know, all this stuff. But in the background, they're just like increasingly, they're just adding increasingly silly things to barricade the door with. And like at some point, someone puts like Gimli on top of the pile. Like, I think that would have been great. Yeah, they did a piano and they stopped with the pig. Like you said, could have kept going. That's Oh, yeah. They they, yeah, they do bring a pig in. Yeah. (laughs) When they were bringing the pig in, I was like, okay, so they're going to keep adding silly things. But uh, but that was it. This has always been like a weird part for me. Watching the movie and this part as well. It's like the only difference, you know, between like five minutes ago in the battle and now is that Theoden has a change of attitude. Yeah. Um, and that and that's it. It's not like all of a sudden they have a bunch more weapons or, you know, it's just all of a sudden Theoden gains the motivation to fight for his people. It's true. And it almost seems like, like you said, in the movie and the game where they ride out like and just wreck people. It almost feels like they didn't even need Gandalf and Aemir and the Hulorns later on. Like they just, yeah, like you like, said, the power of friendship. The power of friendship. Yes. Nothing is truly more powerful. Um, this part of the gameplay was a bit weird because you're playing as Theoden on the horse and you're on horseback and the camera is like following as you move through the crowd. But I didn't have control over where the horse was riding. Like it kept moving no matter what I did. So to me, I was like, okay. So, so at first I was like, this is a cutscene. But then I saw that I was, I was like losing hearts and stuff. So I'm like, am I supposed to be fighting these people? So I'm swinging my sword around, but I wasn't really having much control over where it was going. And I was still like losing points and stuff. So I was just kind of, it was just kind of like a confusing thing. Also, they didn't have the triumphant final form of the Rohirrim theme playing. It was just like some other part of the score. Really? But this is the part in the movie where uh, the like final throughout two towers when you hear the Rohan theme it's like slowly building and transforming because Rohan is like you know this weakened country you know slowly like regaining strength and and everything and so the Rohan theme is reflected in that. And then fi- finally it gets to like, it's super triumphant. There's like a bunch of like brass instruments rather than just like the sad little violin at the start. And that was not in this part in the game. So I feel like they were going for, yeah, this is a really cinematic moment, but it just uh, it just was really like it really missed it for me. Mm, okay, yeah, I could see that too, because I think the playthrough guy that I watched that you sent me 
when he, I think he was really confused too at that riding scene. And then even to like, they bring cave trolls into it and you're supposed to like jump over like they're. Oh, I missed that entirely. I was just probably trying to figure out what, what I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. There are cave trolls at Helm's Deep. And I was like, I mean, it's, it's fun. You know, you got to bring, introduce some fun elements for kids and stuff, but yeah, it seemed like he was confused and they didn't even get the cinematic part right, the cutscene. Yeah, yeah. So it just really missed the mark for me. Followed by, in the movie, one of the, you know, I would say like easily a top five moment of the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy is Gandalf showing up at Helm's Deep oh, yeah. with uh, Aomer and the rest of the Rohirrim. Um, but in the game, it's hilarious because it's like, nine horses (laughs) (laughs) it's so true i wondered that too i was like they must have not had the bandwidth to put that many horses on yeah (laughs) it was really funny it made me laugh so much i was like yeah eight additional soldiers is really gonna turn the tides in this in this battle Yay, you win Helm's Deep. It's funny because in the movie, they're obviously cutting back and forth a lot. And so you're progressing different parts of the story, you know, one bit at a time. Whereas in the game, you're just doing like one whole chunk at a time. So you finish the Helm's Deep level and you're like, okay, so I'm I'm at the end of two towers now, but only for like a third of the plot. Yeah. <laughs> There's still like two thirds I have to progress. <laughs> Because they take you to, because they take you to the Frodo and Sam and Smeagol part after this, right? Or is it not? Is yes. it not there yet? Okay. Then you start playing as yeah, you're in Osgiliath. Faramir, you know, wants to use the ring for Gondor, and then um, the Black Riders show up in Osgiliath. Really creepy, but I guess effective. So like props to the animators and developers. Um, when Frodo goes into like his poltergeist, they're here. Oh, and yeah. his eyes like flip over uh, and they're just all white. Very creepy. They're here. Oh, no, no, no. I, no. Oh, I don't like that. I mean, that was very effective for Lego. Yeah, I was also pretty shocked at how creepy Lego was able to make a Lego piece look. Like, mm-hmm. it made me feel like Annabelle vibes. You know what I mean? Yes, and it was yeah. like, this is a cute Lego movie. I would have had nightmares if I was 10 years old playing that, no doubt. Oh, it was scary. Yeah, it was creepy. I did not like I did not like it, but in a good way, you know? Yeah, same. <laughs> This level I thought was uh, interesting because you are going back. It's another kind of thing where you're going, you're playing as different characters, but in different areas of the level. And so depending on, eventually you'll get to a point with one set of characters where you can't progress anymore. And so then you have to jump to another character to do something. So first you're playing as Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. And the goal is to find a knife to cut Gollum's uh to cut the ropes that he's tied up with because they have taken if you go into your inventory and you try and like pull out sting it's gone because they've taken their weapons so I thought that was a fun little like continuity thing that they included then uh you're switching to Faramir and he is doing stuff uh at the foreground of the level to trigger events in the background where Frodo, Sam, and Gollum are, and so then they can keep progressing. Very, I absolutely hate that you have to play as Gollum at some points, um, because his, so his special ability is that 
he can just like scuttle up walls with like the fish bones, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, like I hate it. I'm like, I don't like this. I really don't like this. Like, he's defying... He's like a slimy little... Uh, I hate it. Uh, I hate it. Have you ever read Dracula? There's a part where, like, Dracula's crawling and scuttling like that up the walls. And I, I only say that because I've only recently read it. And so, like you said, I had thought about it, too. I was like, ooh, Gollum really captures that creepy old mm-hmm. Dracula vibe there. Yeah, it's it's also, like you know, a horror movie trope of like a demon someone possesses like crawling on the ceiling, you know, it has that like element to it. (laughs) Um, So then uh, the Witch King and his beast show up and then you transition to playing as Faramir trying to shoot down the Witch King. And meanwhile, Frodo, Sam and Gollum have to stay out of sight. So not like a particularly hard level. Um, It just uh, this was... The, so the last time, for your context, when I was playing previously as Sam and Frodo and Gollum, it was the Dead Marshes level, and it was, I said, the most infuriating and annoying piece of a video game I've ever played in my life. Like, it was insufferable for a variety of reasons. <laughs> so... I'm glad this was more enjoyable. <laughs> do you have to do the same thing? Because I didn't get to that part in the playthrough. Do, do you have to like hide from the Nazgul and stuff as well? Or do you have to do something else? Uh, so first, um, you're in the marshes and you're following Gollum and you have to follow the path. And if you accidentally fall off uh, into the marshes, then you like die or you lose points. Um, fire is spontaneously combusting behind Gollum. So then you have to go as Sam and you have to find a well to fill up a bucket and put the fire out. But you're in a marsh. You're surrounded by water. Why can you not just use the marsh water? Um, And then throughout the whole level, every 30 seconds, Gollum is saying, come on, Hobbitses, this way. Hurry up, Hobbitses. And I was like, I'm going to have to mute the level. Like, I... I (laughs) And then you do that for it just like goes on entirely too long. And then the Witch King shows up and then you have to like hide from him as you're like moving through. Anyway, so that part was I hated it so much. So this part was way better to play. Yeah. (laughs) Then after the Witch King has been sent off, uh, you see Faramir like actively reaching for the ring and then pulling himself back, which is a detail that they don't they don't like put in the movie it's only put here because they really need to show um they really need to like show what's happening rather than being able to in the movie they're showing this like emotional mental transformation that he's going in and it's just a lot quicker and more on the nose to show him reaching for the ring and then pulling back but as someone who it loves Faramir so deeply because of what he's like in the book and is pained by how he was adapted in Two Towers movie. Amen. I love that little detail that like you see him actively resisting the ring and I'm like, that's my boy. <laughs> see, look at that Lego getting Tolkien more right than the yes. Peter Jackson movies. Let's go. Yes. Lego. Two love points it. for Lego. Yes. So, um, yeah, he decides that he will not use the ring and sends them on their way. At this point, Two Towers is over, right? But where the hell are the Ents and Merry and Pippin? We have not seen them in a while. It's true. So this is another interesting choice that the game makes that I don't quite understand what was happening. You don't go to like a 
end of level sequence where like it shows you your achievements and everything. It immediately goes into a cutscene with Treebeard saying like, I promised Gandalf I would keep you safe. Um, And then they arrive at Isengard and they see all of the trees burned and chopped down. You can actually see two of the orcs are like in the middle of chopping went down and then they see Treebeard and they run away. So you immediately go right into this part, which is like a completely different part of the story, but it's within the Osgiliath level. So just kind of confusing. It was strange. Because like you said, they started off earlier, like the two towers, and then they immediately go into the beginning of Return of the King. Yeah. You know? It's it's weird. Yeah. Then uh, you play as the Ents doing the march on Isengard. This is a super easy level because you're just playing as Treebeard and you're just walking around smashing things and like there's nothing better. (laughs) You break down the dams by like throwing boulders at stuff. Isengard is flooded. As you mentioned earlier, we see an int surfing on top of it. Great little comedic moment, you know. And then Saruman is throwing a little temper tantrum and kicks down the Palantir. This is another super weird choice that they make. They immediately go into one of the intro scenes of Return of the King. And Gandalf and Aragorn and company roll up and, you know, Mary goes, Welcome, my lords, to Isengard. Gandalf says, you know, like, thank you, Treebeard, for dealing with our Saruman problem. You're going to stay here and guard him. I understand this because in the extended edition of Return of the King, the way that Saruman is dealt with is that he is stabbed, pushed off the top of Orthanc, and then impaled. And I don't think that's something you can adapt in a children's game. <laughs> yeah, you can't really. Uh, yeah, even if you have him fall off and he breaks into little brick pieces that was what i was going to suggest as a potential alternative is you have him fall off or think and then the little like lego breaking sound effect happens like i think that would be fine yeah you don't even have to have grima murder him you can just have him like trip or something because he's angry you know yeah something cute and fun treebeard is instructed to stay there and keep watch after saruman uh, Pippin picks up the Palantir and Gandalf, you know, asks for it and he tucks it behind his beard for safekeeping. <laughs> so many great beard gags. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, and then, you know, Pippin is sad to have lost the Palantir. Um, and then the level ends. Just like a lot of weird things. So the level ends, you see all of your like achievements pop up and then you click continue story. And you get one final scene of Sam and Frodo, you know, saying, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was such a terrible person when I was possessed by the ring. You know, Gollum and Smeagol are having that, you know, internal battle. And then it pans up and you see Mordor and the Eye of Sauron. And then the credits roll. So what I would have suggested if I was hired by Lego, what I would do (laughs) is I would... You play the Helm's Deep level, and then you play the March on Isengard, um, and then you play the Osgiliath part of the story, and then you can just seamlessly go into that final cutscene of Frodo and Sam and Gollum leaving Osgiliath, heading towards Mordor, and then you roll the credits, and then you can have like the last two towers level end you know yeah i didn't even think about them continuing the fangorn you know hold the ants in the battle of isengard because if that was their last scene maybe it would have made sense but they don't even end it there they i i didn't even think about them they 
switch back to Frodo and Sam where they end in the regular movie. So it almost makes zero sense why they combine those yeah. two things. Super weird. Yeah, just like very odd um, storyboarding choices. Um, I think they did, uh, looking at like Two Towers Lego version as a whole, I think they did as good a job as they could like condensing this insane story down. But yeah, a couple like mechanical pieces that I would have been like, maybe we end the story with the main plot of the story. <laughs> like we show Mordor like we have uh, at the end of, you know, Fellowship or whatever it was. Um, so, so that would be my suggestion to Lego if they were to re-release it for the Switch. I love it. This is what Tolkien nerds do. We're like, oh, this is a fun little happy Lego adaptation. Here are your notes to get Tolkien in the story. <laughs> Here's everything right. you've done wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, another just like weird story thing was the their decision to to keep the, the first scene of Return of the King at the end of Two Towers. Yeah, weird little like story moment, but um, I guess that's fine. I guess it's so that when you start Return of the King, um, when you start the Return of the King part of the game, you are like immediately in the action, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think about what it would. It's probably going to start off with, um, I don't even, I don't even know because like for so much of it is just Sam and Gollum at each other's throats and Frodo just like hanging on for dear life. Yeah. Just like trying to get through it. So uh, I don't know like what playable parts they're going to have for Return of the King. Um, so you haven't I got there maybe... yet. You haven't, are you going in sequential no, Yeah. I, so this is as okay. far as I've okay. played so far. I yeah. It. I love it. Ooh, maybe there will be a level where you go and light the beacons. That could Ooh. be fun because that actually is a gameplay element where you have to be a you have to usually you're playing a Sam and you have to light a bunch of fires. So that could be a fun part. Um, yeah, interested to to maybe finally see Eowyn in battle like she's been wanting to do this whole time. Get to cut off an, uh, uh, a fell beast's head and maybe stab the Witch King. Yeah, I'm that'd ready. be great. Interested to see if Arwen makes another appearance at all. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to put money that it's she's I'm, you tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'm going to bet money that she doesn't come through until the end when uh, she marries Aragorn. Yeah, I think there's going to be a cut scene at the very end where they're all, you know, reuniting and she shows up um, and then you have like a Lego like smooching sound effect or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining me to talk about this game. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me to introduce introduce this to me. I mean, I didn't, I knew it existed, but just to how much fun I would have, even just to watch playthroughs, had a great time watching it and talking about it. Um, but I'm on the internet um, on Twitter and Instagram at njspolk, and then um, also our Tolkien Heads podcast is um, both Instagram and Twitter at Tolkien underscore heads. And I also write a substack called Tolkien Pop, where I talk about the intersection of pop culture and Tolkien stuff. So I'm going to be adding this to my Tolkien Pop substack so people can Oh, thank you. Yeah, so people <laughs> people need to know about Lord of the Rings and Lego. Yes, absolutely. And your it's podcast. such a fun intersection. <laughs> That's What I'm Talking About's cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. 
You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can follow the podcast on social media at TolkienAboutPod, and you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok at MCWhatsUp and on Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different levels of support that are available. You can become a sponsor of the podcast like Guy. Guy, thank you so much for continuing to sponsor this podcast, for continuing to show your support for it. I so much appreciate it. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. And one final thing before we go, there will not be an episode out next week. I'm doing something a little different and just need some more time to put it together. So use this time to catch up on the Lego episodes, go watch some playthroughs. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, in the episode description, I have been linking to the Lego Lord of the Rings cutscenes as well as a playlist of a playthrough. So if you have no reference for what at all we have been talking about these past few weeks, you can go watch those, catch up on the episode and then we will be back with a special episode that I'm excited for in two weeks. Yeah, I think that's how time works. Thank you again for joining us. Do you have any parting words for the audience? You know, just I'm a big adaptations guy. So don't stop with uh, Lord of the Rings Lego. Uh, I would say read Lord of the Rings fanfic if you can find it. Uh, And other things like that. They're super fun and weird and you get a lot out of it. So awesome. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>